It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Zach Blackerby here with you. Today's show will be a little bit different. I filled in for uh, my good friend Painter Sharpless on the lunch break today. It was uh, me and Michael Pappas, so I'm going to play about 20 minutes or so from that. And I will also include Gus Malzahn's press conference that happened immediately after this morning's scrimmage. So obviously uh, a a big, big uh, quarterback battle happening. Really didn't figure out a whole lot about that. But yeah, let me know what you think at... Locked on Auburn on Twitter, also at Z Blackerby on Twitter. Once again, this is me and Michael Pappas from ESPN 1067's edition uh, of the lunch break today. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. The first scrimmage of fall camp has wrapped up, as well as Gus Malzahn's time at the podium. We went over it last segment, but let's just go through it again. Let's just do it. A lot of people are getting in their cars. Their lunch break started at noon. And we're going to update you. You ready? Where are you going to lunch? Call in. Let us know. As unless, long as as long as they advertise. Unless with us. it's you're going to someone's restaurant who doesn't advertise with us. Some restaurant people are mean to our salespeople, so let's just we'll let you know after mm-hmm. you say it. We'll either get mad or not. That's up to okay. you. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. All right, so uh, we'll bleep it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Green put together a a good kind of synopsis. Uh, yeah, of, of everything that Cliff Notes. Yeah, of Malzahn said. Love it. You're on a roll this hour. I'm fired I'm up. Pumped. I'm pumped. I have a lot of energy. Where did it come from? I don't know. I couldn't get you to talk last segment. All well, right. that's not fair. I was trying to figure out where Manavi was. <laughs> All right. Gus Malzahn's uh, first scrimmage was overall was good. Notes that the heat was good for the players to push them. Did punt and punt return. Six full speed reps of those. Javaris Davis, Christian Sweetfeet, Tut, and Matthew Hill all got reps in traffic. Who do you think wins out of those three? Just real quick. Just real quick. Real quick. I mean, it's too you called one guy Sweet Feet, so I'm pretty excited about that. All right. Cool. I hope Matthew Hill gets it. Uh, did you pull Sweet Feet from Holes? Apparently, that's what they call him. Justin uh, told me that. Is it from Holes? I don't. I think it's just because he's got good feet, man. I don't know. No, it's Quick Feet. It's uh, Christian Qu- uh, Quick Feet Tut because he it. has quick feet. Got it. Hence, like the KJ Downhill Brit one. All right. Did a third down period of bump tempo with music cranked up. Good for pressuring the young quarterbacks. Ran an 84-play scrimmage. Split pretty evenly between first, second, and third teamers. Uh, Quote, uh, got a lot of great information on not just younger players, but the veterans as well. Defense, especially the orange defense, quote, dominated the scrimmage with three turnovers, two interceptions, and a pick six and a fumble, with a pick six and a fumble. So three total, two picks, one of them went for a touchdown, and then a fumble. All running backs got an opportunity to rotate and touch the football. Threw a few different things at the quarterbacks, despite being a base scrimmage. The scrimmage will really be highly graded on effort. We talked about that briefly last 
segment. It's kind of a weird thing to say. Uh, one interception went off the wide receiver's hands. Other interception was just a great play by the safety. No word on who made the interceptions just yet. The fumble came after a catch. Running back, ball security was good for the most part. Had one fumble go out of bounds. Anders, the bookstore, Carlson had a 58-yard field goal. Also finished a scrimmage with a 48-yard field goal in a pressure situation. The pressure situation was, if he missed it, everybody on the team had to do 10 up-downs. So he drilled it. Offense didn't move the ball really well. Feels strong that this year's offensive line will be, quote, solid and, quote, has a chance to be really good. That's, I mean, that's a Malzahn quote if I've ever heard one. Eli Stove and Will Hastings were limited by design. Wanted to get more depth out there from younger guys who haven't had an opportunity yet. Reiterates that he doesn't know the status of Anthony Schwartz for the first game yet. Zach Farrar, Marquise McLean, Sal Canella, and Shedrick Jackson all had ample opportunities today. Harold Joyner got, quote, quite a few carries as Cadillac Williams rotated the running backs today. DJ Williams is still limited and didn't partake in scrimmage. No timetable on his full return, but hopeful it'll be there before the season. Malzahn noted that if he was only an OC and did not the head coach, he would not have a smile on his face today. I'm really surprised he said that. Looking at you, Kenny Dillingham. And hey, then, uh, Kenny Dillingham, that sound of something whirring by your head, those are the shots from, from Gus Malzahn. Oh, shots fired. Shots have been fired. They've Let's, been fired. Uh, shots have been fired. <laughs> Malzahn said there was some good and some bad in terms of decision-making from quarterbacks. Says he will need another scrimmage to make a decision on the starter. On J.J. Wilson and Zach Farrar, we got good information on both of them. Says Wilson didn't get as many opportunities as he wanted to get him. Interesting. Then on defense, he did a good job against the run, but he's most excited about turnovers. K.J. Downhill Britt did not scrimmage. We'll be back in the next day or two. And then he was asked about the 2020 schedule. Focus on this year's schedule now. Is that, quote, it's tough every year. It's just where you put them. Most concerned about it being pretty equal with LSU slash Texas A&M before Iron Bowl week. Thoughts? I think that uh, interceptions should also be a wide receiver statistic. Okay. I realize that's not what you were expecting. You were expecting thoughts on the press conference, but that's what I thought of when you said that. Um, I think when the ball bounces off the wide receiver's hands and it's not the quarterback's fault, it, it shouldn't get charged to the quarterback. It should get charged to the wide receiver. Okay. Auburn defensive line Nick Coe was asked if the first team defense gave up any points in the scrimmage. He said, quote, I saw a touchdown, but I didn't really see it as a touchdown. What do you think that means? What? <laughs> what does that what? mean? What? Maybe like a quarterback scrambled or something. They couldn't touch him. That's the only thing I could think of. Or like someone fumbled into the end zone and they jumped on it or something. I don't. I don't know. What? Right tackle Jack Driscoll was asked about the quarterbacks. He said, quote, I was impressed with the way both Joey and Bo commanded the offense. They both give us a chance to win. Man, these guys have been trained. Let me tell you what. Let me what tell you, you what. What though. do you think? What's the punishment? If one of them spills the beans, I just wouldn't do it. Like if I was a player, like I just it, it's not worth. Don't it. risk you it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just, I just don't think it's out. It's worth going out there and like possibly like giving something up. Like what do they get out? I would have loved it if Jack was like, 
I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's like, I think Joey's a lot better than Bo. What, what Bo, Bo gets the ball out quicker, so it helps my stats. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised the, uh, the info on the turnovers has not, has not been revealed yet. But we will, uh, it won't take long. It won't take long. But yeah, it, it looks like Driscoll and Co. are the two players out there right now. So we'll see. Also, breaking news, Painter Sharpless is on his way back to the studio. Stop it. Are you serious? Painter, call in, verify. 321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Once again, no intern, so I'm just putting you straight on the air. Who are we joined by? Welcome to the lunch break. What's your name? This is Shane. Shocking, it's not Painter. Hey, Shane. How you doing? Hey, guys. Hey, Zach. Where you been, man? Man, I host a, uh, a news talk show in the mornings now, so... Oh, that's horrible. Um, congrats, yeah. though. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's early. It. Yeah. it is early. Yeah, 3.30 comes quick, but it's fun. Oh. It's cool. <laughs> hey, I had uh, just uh, a question. The the new schedule that came out for next year. Yeah. Have you had... I mean, what are you guys' thoughts, and have you had a bunch of people complaining this... I haven't been listening, and I had to, I'm just not getting in the car, but... Uh, Mm-hmm. Have you had a lot of people complaining about about it and yeah. why? Yeah, yeah, we why? we 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 talked about it uh, a lot. We took like three or four calls about it in the first hour, and you know we've kind of hit it from both angles, Shane. As far as you know, whoever you put in the SEC West, there it, the odds are it's going to be tough unless you kind of luck up and get mm-hmm. a you know an Arkansas or an Old Miss or a Mississippi State there, right. but. I mean, the back-to-back weeks is is tough. I mean, at least when Georgia was in the back part of the schedule, you had, you know, a cupcake in between the two of them, and that's not the case here with LSU. You get LSU at home, and then you've got to go to Alabama with, you know, six days, seven days later. That's going to be be rough. I mean, I think that's the biggest complaint so far. But so so are are any of the other fan bases complaining like like, like we are, you know, Alabama, they have to play A and M, and if there is, if A and M is any good, as half as good as, as everybody on the radio is saying that they're going to be, then then they're not, they don't have a cupcake before us either. And also LSU got switched around, and also Georgia got switched around. So are those other fan bases whining just as much because they have to play a game in a different date? I have to imagine that they are. I mean, really, that's a cool thing to do, Shane. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you got to play the game, you know, regardless. And my, my thing is, if you're the best team, you're going to beat that team, regardless of where it is. You know, better know, team I doesn't always win. I understand. You know, it's it's on. It, you don't want to play two tough schedules back to two tough teams back to back. But I, at the same time, like, why you you you, you got to play these games? We we shouldn't be playing those cupcake cake teams to begin with. I mean, you've got to fill out your schedule somehow. I mean, you can't beat up your football team, but I I, I get where you're coming from, though, as far as filling out the schedule yeah. and you know wanting to play the best. And and, and you're right. And Malzahn was asked about this, and, and Painter is now now in studio with us, and you can comment on this, Painter. But I mean, Malzahn was asked about what he thought of the schedule next year, and he, his response it seems like it was, "You got to play him." It's just kind of you know, what order does it happen in? It was one of the last things he was asked, and he said he thought it was fair. It's you know, I imagine every coach in the West isn't exactly thrilled with the way things have gone. And, and I think that it's also a fair point that when you look at the other schools, they have equally tough stretches. Right, um, so, you know, I do, I think he's jazzed about it. Probably not, but I think he also understands that that's life 
with rivals. But that's just for next year, right? That's not that's not like the setup for. Correct. That's just how they were. That's just how they were. Uh, they, getting it going. Yes. Is, is, is just, that's just one year. It's what Auburn needs year. to do, is, and they can't do this until these contracts come up in a few more years, but what Auburn will need to do is try to work it out so that Georgia and Alabama are not on the same year. They're alternating one at home, one away. And if it involves Auburn you know, having to play two in Athens, I think that they should, and I, and I think yeah. that they will because it's fair, and also they want to get it back to where they don't have to, ha- you know, on, on one year they get to have both teams and on the other year it's just a gauntlet to go to Athens and go to Tuscaloosa. All right, guys. I just wanted to see what, everybody, you know, the, the, the consensus was out there. I just, on the, on the, on the social media, people are just, are just in shambles. Wait. This is the ruins of Auburn next year. And Wait, people are outraged on social media? People yeah, I know, on, man. I, I people on Twitter are upset? Media. I rarely no. get on Facebook, and I just, I just, I was just clicked on the Auburn. There's like an Auburn page, and I was just reading. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I was like, "I just happened to click the button, and I wish I hadn't." You saw the comments, like, mm, yeah. I saw all the comments. I'm like, "What?" Uh, I, I had to get off, and, and it kind of draws it, you in too. You read like two or three does. bad ones, and you're like, "Are they all bad?" And then like you read like thirty later, and you're like, "I'm just in a bad mood now." You know. And then so, half yeah, an hour exactly. later, you're mm-hmm. like, "There hasn't been a single good one." It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Cool. It's fun hosting that with Michael. And here is head coach Gus Malzahn's comments immediately after the scrimmage. Okay. uh, First of all, uh, I think our first scrimmage uh, overall was good. Uh, It was extremely hot out there. I think that is always good to, uh, for our guys to feel, to push yourself forward um, and everything that goes on. What we did today is we went uh, punt, punt return. Um, I think we went six full speed reps, um, our punt returners. Uh, We got a chance to to see three of those guys, Javaris, Tutton, Hill, uh, all three uh, catch a punt in traffic, try to do something with it, which they need all that they can get before um, the first game. Uh, then we went a, um, a dirty show, which really is third down. I turned the music up. Uh, it was a uh, bump tempo. Everybody's staying up, but you can't get enough third down, especially for young quarterbacks, feeling what it feels like and the plays we're going to run. And then we put the ball down and, and went scrimmage. Um, I think we went 84 plays. Uh, pretty much equal uh, between the three groups. We got down to the end, and some of the guys uh, went with both groups, um, you know, blue, blue and white at the end, got a lot of good reps. And I think the biggest thing uh, from my standpoint is we got a lot of great information today. And like I told our older guys, not just uh, on the young guys. No, those guys. We're asking the guys coming back, even if they're – this and that, we're, we're asking them to raise their, their level. So it's going to really uh, be some good information to watch as far as that goes. The defense, um, especially the orange defense, dominated the scrimmage, uh, had a very good day. I think they forced three turnovers. I think it was two interceptions, one a pick six, and then a, uh, a fumble. So they were getting after it. They were flying uh, to the ball. 
uh, and all that. But, you know, I think all of our running backs got a chance to touch the ball. You know, you're always worried or not worried. You're always uh, curious uh, in the first scrimmage about protecting the football from a running back standpoint. Quarterbacks, you know, we tried to put a few different things on. Usually this is a base scrimmage, and it was to a certain point. But at the same time, there's also plays that we know we're going to carry for the first game that we ran today too. And that's by design just to try to give them as many reps uh, at, at some of the specific things we're going to do in that first game and, and make them more comfortable with the different looks um, that we see. But like I said, overall, it, w- it was a success from the standpoint of uh, giving everybody a chance, evaluation, it was it was hot. And I think that is is really a positive thing to uh, find who will push through, who, who needs to, to, to push through a little bit more and, and, and who was flying to the ball. Th- this scrimmage will really be highly graded on effort. Um, and just our Auburn standard um, as far as that goes. Questions? How annoyed are you with the interceptions? Uh, you know, I think there was one that it went off a uh, receiver's, you know, had a chance to catch it, and it went off, and then the other one was uh, the safety made a great play, um, you know, on it right there. So, you know, hey, really good that our defense, um, you know, had an outstanding day and getting turnovers, that's, that's a focus for us, and uh, they did a super job with that and then we had the one fumble uh, that they got to after a guy had a catch. We had a catch and, and a fumble. They stripped the ball. It was really nice. So your tailback ball security was good today? Uh, for the most part I think we had one fumble that went out of bounds. It was on the sideline. It was real close but we, you know, the, the, these are the times that you, you gotta you gotta be able to protect the football and from a coach's standpoint especially the first game, ball security, who can protect the football. In these scrimmages, it's a trust factor. You, you, you gain trust with your coaches and your teammates who can protect the football, so that's always important too. And uh, Andres Carlson had a 58-yard field goal in the scrimmage too, so that's always good. And, you know, and then at the very end, we, we pulled him up and had the team up there for a 47-yard right hash. Uh, if he missed it, 10 up-downs for the whole team. If he made it, we win the championship type deal, and he drilled it right down the middle. So just trying to put him in as many pressure situations, too, because the likelihood of, with our schedule, there'll be a lot of games to have a chance to go down towards the end. Just, just the quarterbacks, obviously, not grading them, but what did you see out of them as far as leading the team, the things you wanted to see? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think with the Orange Group, there weren't enough first downs to even see it, you know. So uh, that's credit to the defense. But at the same time, man, we got to be better. we got to be better. Offensively, we got to be better really as a whole. That's really what stood out to me, not just one group. Um, you know, we just um, – they didn't move the ball very well. Was it a function of the offensive line not getting the competition? No, no, no. It's a function of – it's a function of every, everybody. It wasn't it, – it wasn't – Offensive line, offensive line last year, they, they took their lumps and all that. And I'm going to tell you right now, I really feel strong. Our offensive line this year will will be very solid and have a chance to be really good. So it's just a matter of there was a lot of a lot of different moving parts out there. And you know the thing about it, when you play good defense, all 11 guys got to be on the same page and they got to be doing the right thing and and everything has to be clean. And most most plays, ever all 11 wasn't clean. You know, maybe nine and two not and ten and one. But when you're playing a good defense, it's got to be 11. But the good thing from our standpoint is, as coaches, we're going to be able to go in that film room, get everybody in a room, and see why a play worked or didn't work. And the key is the good the good offenses come back the next time they respond and they get it corrected. You 
talked about the mention of receiver. We had one with an interception off his hands, another one fumbled. Um, Anthony obviously wasn't out there. What about Eli and Will? Who did you have and anybody? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, both those guys are, were, were limited, um, you know, and that's by design. Really, we're trying to get some depth out there. I mean, we're, we're trying to get the guys that, that we didn't know that much about or, or hadn't had a big role yet. And, and give an opportunity to show what they can do. So that was kind of more by design as far as that was, trying to get some depth, you know, not knowing the status with Anthony, you know, for the first game, just trying to give some guys some chance. Zach Farrar was a guy that we wanted to, to, to learn about, and I think he did some good things. Shedrick Jackson's a guy. Marquise McLean, Sal Canella, uh, those guys, we really – wanted to give them really good opportunities uh, to make some plays and do some things. And, you know, that that's, that's going to be real important, you know, moving forward. What's the balance? When you were an offensive coordinator, you, you'd just been mad about the offense probably. Mm-hmm. But as a head coach, and you got to yeah. be a great defense. Yeah. When you look at a scrimmage like that, how do you balance – Wow, that's great. Yeah. Between and, and yeah. what calls. Yeah, well, from a head coach's standpoint, you know, you want to win. You want the defense to be as good as it can be, offense to be as good. And then on days like this, my experience is one group, all right, that doesn't do well one day, they need to respond the next time. So we'll see if they respond. That's the good thing from a coach's standpoint. But the reality is we're pretty good on defense too. And uh, so, you know, it's uh, – and we did the same thing 2013, 2014 all that. Uh, when you're a coordinator, it's a completely different deal. So if I was a coordinator, I probably wouldn't have a smile on my face right now. Okay? <laughs> so that, that's probably the best way to put that. Running back position, how, how did you balance with so many guys back yeah. there? How did you yeah, I think Cadillac just rotated him. Um, he rotated him and uh, uh, gave him a chance to – Harold got quite a few carries. Um, that was by design. Uh, some of the older guys we know a little bit more that didn't get as many carries. Um, but uh, he pretty much rotated, and I think he gave gave them all a chance to, you know, show what they could do. Did DJ able to go? No, he, he was he's still limited, you know. But but I really feel I feel like in the near future, I don't know exactly what day, but I think you know he'll have a chance to be back for the season. Safe to say that after a scrimmage like this by your quarterback, that you're going to need at least one more scrimmage at the very least to be able to. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're going to need as many reps as they can get back there behind. They're going to need to feel that. And kind of like I said, I think different than some years is, you know, these scrimmages, you know, we've kind of already looked ahead at Oregon and some of the things that, that we know we're going to do, give them as many reps as we can doing them so they're they're more reactive instead of uh, have to think. You know, it doesn't matter. Our defense is different than theirs, but still, uh, I just want our guys to be comfortable with what we call. So. You know, we'll continue to do that. But scrimmage, there's nothing like a scrimmage from a quarterback. That's what they look forward to, and that's what the coaches look forward to. And, you know, you find out a lot when you just go plays and you spot the ball and you bring it back and you run another play. But there's nothing like being out there, the down and distance, being able to think like a quarterback and really be thinking like a coach too. You know, when you get out of the pocket, you're going to run for it. You're behind the line of scrimmage, you're going to throw it away. I mean, all those things that – you know that it takes takes time developing a quarterback. That's when you learn. You know when they're when you're in scrimmage situations. What did you think of the decision making by your quarterbacks in those type of situations? Uh, yeah, there was some good and there was some bad. But the thing about it was good teaching things. Like I told them, I mean the whole key is you look at film, you look at the corrections, and then you come back and the next time you improve. If you don't improve, that's when things get concerning. But you know my experience is the guys that can do it. 
you know, they, they figure it out, and the next time they don't make the same mistake. But you got to understand, too, I mean, you're back there as a freshman the first time, and those live bullets are going. And we got some guys that can get after the quarterback, too. And so it's that feeling. And also, it's a trust. It's a trust, the line, the backs, the receivers, and everything that goes with it. And I think for the first scrimmage, there's so much kind of rotation, you know, with receivers and back. Sometimes that first one, it takes a little bit to get the same guys in the same positions so the quarterback and the receiver are on the same page. And so, you know, a little bit goes in with that on a day like this too. You said the other day that it would be a big day for you to transfer J.J. Wilson. Yeah. Ferrar, yeah. Learn some stuff, get to see him live. Yeah. What did you get today? Yeah. Uh, we, we got good information on both of them. Uh, you know, I don't think J.J. got quite as many opportunities as I was hoping. But sometimes you call a play and they give you a certain look. But we were thinking with him. And then Zach uh, gave him a couple opportunities too. And so we'll continue to do that. Matter of fact, next scrimmage, both those guys will, will be targeted some too to give them a chance to see what they can do, uh, you know, come first game. Losing turnovers, what else stood out to you about the defense? It was uh, – they, they did a good job against the run. I thought the run fits were real good. But the thing I'm excited about most is, is the turnovers attacking the football and breaking on the football and, and getting after it. I mean, that's that's um, that's been a focus, too. Was KJ Brio up? He no, he, he, he didn't scrimmage. Uh, he'll be back, uh, I think he'll be back the next day or two, but he didn't scrimmage. I'm going to ask you about the schedule, the 2020 schedule. They broke up that A-man corner yeah. uh, boondoggle there, but yeah. then they put LSU in there. Yeah. Just kind of how that, that broke down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, man, I'm going to be honest with you. Right now I'm focused on this year's schedule, next year's schedule. The thing about us uh, – it, um, you know, it's tough every year. You know, it's just where you want to put them. And, you know, I think, what do we got? LSU and they got A&M before we play each other. That's what I'm always concerned about. As long as it's pretty equal, I'm good. And you see that's pretty equal, right? I think so. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I know it was a little different. We'll uh, get a little bit back to normal uh, tomorrow on the Friday edition of the show. Hope you enjoyed today's show. This has been... Another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.